Welcome to Sibylline Podcasts, part of our Insights series where we aim to provide relevant, timely and actionable analysis in a discursive format. We hope you enjoy listening and welcome any feedback. Please visit our website for more Insight Series updates and as always, like, subscribe and share. Hello and welcome to the latest podcast as part of the Sibylline Insight series. I'm here and joined by Amy Reynolds, our Asia-Pacific analyst, and Hans Horan, our cyber analyst. And today we're going to be discussing the updates to the U.S.-China trade agreement. So thanks for joining. So Amy, following the phase one trade deal between China and the U.S., the first tariff cuts are due to come into effect on the 14th of February, or Valentine's Day. Can you expand on what this means? Yes, so the phase one deal was signed in Washington in mid-January. And while this doesn't mean that the trade war is now over, uh, not least because many of the tariffs will remain in place, it is certainly an accomplishment uh, and a positive step in terms of normalizing trade relations between the world's two largest economies. It will also provide some relief for the sectors and the companies that have been impacted by the tariffs. And then in terms of what the deal involves, China has committed to purchasing an additional $200 billion worth of U.S. exports, So this is spread across um, agricultural products, manufactured goods, and services as well over the next two years. And this will go some way to addressing the Trump administration's trade deficit concerns, um, if it is indeed implemented. And then in return, uh, the U.S. will reduce some of its tariffs, which the Chinese will effectively match. And this is what will come into force on the 14th. But even, even then, even so, the majority of the tariffs on both sides will remain in place. So a symbolic victory more than anything substantial at this point. Um, But in terms of changes to China's industrial policy, which we know is a key driver for Trump instituting the tariffs in 2018 in the first place, does the phase one deal include any commitments or changes in this regard? Yeah, so the deal does touch on a few points related to Chinese industrial policy um, and its state-led or state-directed economic model that, uh, as you say, President Trump finds so unpalatable. But there's nothing particularly substantive in this area as I see it. So Beijing has allegedly pledged to better protect foreign companies' intellectual property, their IP, and to ban forced technology transfers. But in practice, I don't think much is likely to change here in a material sense. Cases of IP theft are conveniently deniable by the authorities anyway. While technology transfers have remained part of of numerous um, joint venture agreements in China, despite previous government pledges to end this practice. So I don't really see why it'll be any different this time around. And with regard to other, perhaps more sensitive aspects of China's industrial policy, so things like the government's vast subsidies that it gives to domestic firms, which the US says provides them with an unfair anti-competitive advantage, this practice hasn't been mentioned at all as part of the phase one deal, with Beijing allegedly unwilling to discuss it, never mind compromise. All right. So in that respect as well, the phase one deal is definitely more of a symbolic than any kind of substantial change agent here. So what about prospects, though, for a secondary deal or a second phase? Would that change anything or how is that looking? Well, I think currently these prospects are pretty remote, to be honest, for a number of reasons. So on the one hand, as I've kind of already alluded to, the remaining sticking points that a phase two deal would, would need to cover and would need to touch on are particularly sensitive, with Beijing resolutely unwilling to even discuss some of them. And then another key reason that I, I don't really expect any um, substantive progress on this in the coming months is that Beijing is now likely looking to wait and see with regard to the US election in November. 
in the hope essentially that they, they gain a new negotiating partner who is less volatile and less confrontational in this respect than President Trump. And then also, of course, there's the coronavirus outbreak, um, which is providing, I think, something of a distraction at the moment, it's fair to say, for Chinese policymakers. And it may even mean uh, that because of the outbreak, the phase one deal purchase commitments can't be met and that China decides to invoke the disaster clause that is apparently built into the agreement. So, yeah, negotiations for a second deal aren't exactly a priority in the current environment. So it sounds like phase two is likely still some way off um, based on that analysis. But will the progress we've made so far with the preliminary deal provide a better operating environment for U.S. or other foreign firms in China? It sounds like maybe no. (laughs) Yeah, I think essentially the short answer is no, not really. As I said, halving some of the tariffs will provide a reprieve to some of the sectors and companies that have been affected by them. So this includes things like electronic consumer goods manufacturers in China, um, as well as some textile footwear producers. Um, and in the US, we're looking at like automakers, um, crude oil producers, and the agricultural sector. But more broadly, Beijing's reluctance to make any substantive commitments on or changes to its state-led economic model, which it sees as absolutely crucial to achieving its goals of of self-sufficiency and technological ascendancy, means that foreign firms operating in China will continue to face an uneven playing field for the foreseeable future. So some glimmers of sunshine there for certain sectors, but on the whole, not any big changes Thanks for that, Amy. So turning to Hans, what are some of the ways in which this uneven treatment will continue to manifest? One one key area where this uneven treatment will continue to manifest itself is in China's state-sponsored cyber campaigns. Beijing launches frequent cyber campaigns against Western firms intended to fulfill its Made in China 2025 goals, which is to close the technological gap between Chinese firms and their Western counterparts. So despite the Chinese government pledging to buy almost something in the range of $200 billion of additionally manufactured goods, including U.S. technology, during the phase one trade deal, recent commitments by um, former Chinese officials kind of point to the contrary. So former industry and information technology minister Yi Yixiong stated during a recent media interview that China aims to increase its domestic production key for key industries from 40% to around 75% by 2025. This sentiment was echoed in December 2019 when the government announced a directive to replace all foreign PC hardware and operating systems on its IT networks with domestic equivalents over the next three years. So currently, China can produce about one-third of the key components it needs, such as chips and controlling systems, uh, to complete its plans for technological autonomy. But due to the relative immaturity of Chinese technology compared to their Western counterparts, Chinese state-owned enterprises and businesses have raised concerns over the feasibility of these initiatives. Therefore, in order to quell these concerns, the Chinese government is likely to continue to its uh, Made in China 25 goals, despite promises made during the Phase 1 trade deal. So the continued theft of, in- the continued theft of intellectual property by Chinese hackers and operatives will likely complicate the signing of a Phase 2 trade deal and exacerbate ongoing tensions. Great. Thanks for that. So it sounds like there's still going to be that Huawei kind of (laughs) debacle going on. Thanks for listening. And I'm sure that I'll be checking in with y'all in the coming weeks and months. As always, any feedback, comments, or questions, do reach out to info at sublime.co.uk. And until next time, feel free to like, listen, and share.